Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute study every day getting us into God's Word. And we're so thankful to be able to be with you and share God's Word with you through the medium of the Internet as we broadcast these podcast Bible studies. We want to encourage you to get into God's Word with us every single day. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. So as we're in God's Word every day, our faith stays strong and grows stronger, or at least it should if we pay proper attention. But it also helps us to stay in touch with our, in our relationship with God and to be focused on our soul's salvation and look forward to eternity. Now, you know people in your life who need to change their thinking. They need to get into God's word. They need to start thinking about their souls. Help them by sharing these short studies with them every day. You can do that easily through Facebook friends, text messages, and other technological means. But make that commitment and start sharing today with your family members, your friends, your work associates, your neighbors, literally with everybody you can. Share every day. You may help somebody turn their life around. You may help somebody get to heaven. And that'll be a great blessing for them, but it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to pick up on the next section of our ongoing study, asking the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, we've been addressing this question that is asked by a lot of people in one way or another on an ongoing basis. Why do bad things happen to good people? Now, some actually blame God for letting things, or in some, some people's minds, they think God makes bad things happen to good people. And so what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about serious illness or injury, maybe handicapping as a result, the physical being of those individuals. We're talking about pain and severe suffering and all kinds of handicaps, including mental illness, loss of jobs, financial ruin. Well, we're talking about from a, an agricultural perspective that affects people who aren't involved in farming, but in, in food and being able to live. We're talking about drought and famine, natural disasters, stillborn babies or babies who are born with severe handicaps, terrible accidents, death, wars, violence, terrorism, murder, theft, evil, inhumanity of all kinds, and the list could go on and on and on, literally. Why would God, who is totally good, allow such things to happen? Some people, again, they become so upset that they become angry with God. And they either blame God for letting them happen, or in some cases they may go to the point of saying, God made this happen. Why would he make this happen? To good people. Well, in the first section of our study, we looked at the basic bottom line answer as to why do bad things happen to good people. Instead of blaming God, we need to get down to the very fundamental understanding as to why bad exists in the world, and therefore why bad things happen even to good people. And that bottom line, most fundamental answer is sin. That was the first section of this study. The second section of this study talked about 
our concept of what is good or our understanding of good people. Now, we look at somebody who we like, and we look at somebody who maybe maybe they go to work every day. Maybe they have a family and they try to be good to their family. Uh, maybe they simply are a good friend of ours. But we don't see, we, we don't observe, maybe I shouldn't say we don't observe, we do not analyze the whole picture of that person's life. We just see them as somebody that we deem to be good. But in the sec- second section of our study, we talked about how we have often a skewed relationship or a skewed I- image mindset of what constitutes goodness. When Jesus was approached by the rich young man in Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 and 17, he asked Jesus, good teacher or good master, what good thing must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asked him a question in response that I'm sure the young man did not expect. He said, why do you call me good? There is one good, and that is God. Now, Jesus was not denying that he was good. Again, the the possibility, as far as understanding his response to the young man's question, was that, are you referring to me as God? Because only God is good. I'm here as God the Son, the Savior of mankind. Are you recognizing that identity in me, that I am the Son of God, and therefore I am good? He said, only one is good, and that's God. Well, See, we look at people, though, and we say, a good person. Oh, those are good people over there. We may look at an entire nation and say, good people. But are they godly? Now, we might quickly respond, knee-jerk reaction, and say, oh, yeah, they're godly people. Are they really godly? Are they living by God's word, by his teachings? Are they worshiping God on a consistent basis every first day of the week as they have the opportunity and the ability? Are their lives dedicated to God first and foremost? Are they serving their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in a dedicated, committed fashion? Well, then we'll probably have some stammering and stuttering or even silence in response to those kinds of questions. You see, we call people who often are living in sin, and I mean literally living in sinful lifestyles, maybe living in a sexual relationship with someone to whom they are not married as though they were married, and even raising children. Now that's a self-destructive, and it contributes to a destructive teaching and mindset that develops within the children who are raised in that kind of setting. But it's self-destructive for the man and the woman. We'll look at people who are living in all kinds of sexual immorality, and and because they're not axe murderers, (laughs) they don't rob banks, maybe they go to work every day, but we say, "Oh, oh, good people, good people. We need to turn to God's word to learn the standards of goodness. That was the second section of our study. Now, what I want us to do in this third section is I want us to note some factors 
factors that are realities of physical life in this world that contribute to bad things happening to supposedly good people. To supposedly good people. What are those factors? Well, sometimes they're poor choices and bad decisions that lead to bad consequences. Now, again, we live in a culture right now, a cultural mindset of victimization. Nobody is responsible for their own actions, for their own consequences of their actions. It's somebody else's fault or it's something else's fault. What am I talking about? Person ends up going before a judge because he or she has killed their spouse or their lover. Not their fault. You should have seen how he treated me. You should have seen how mean she was. He did this. She did that. Yeah, but you killed him. You killed him. Or they rob somebody. Well, it's not my fault. I lost my job. I needed food, or I needed money to pay my bills, so I robbed this innocent person over here. It's not my fault. No, it is your fault. You committed a crime, and you participated in sinful immorality in so doing. People use all kinds of vulgarity and profanity, even using the names Lord in vulgar and profane ways. That's not my fault. Everybody talks that way. That's just normal. No, it's not normal. And no, not everybody talks that way. But you see, the devil is skillful at making making us think that what is evil is actually good and what is actually good is evil. And we get suckered into it. We take the bait. We go, we, we take that bait hook, line, and sinker. And we keep blaming other people or other things for our bad behavior that has led to bad consequences in our lives. Now, I want us to start looking at these from a scriptural perspective next time. But let me... Let me throw a few more at you. Sometimes poor choices and bad decisions lead to bad consequences. Bad consequences, bad things. Even to good people from a human perspective. But let me tell you, sometimes even faithful, dedicated Christians make bad choices, bad decisions, that result in bad consequences. But it's their fault. They made the bad decision. They made the bad choice. It's not God who made those bad consequences happen. They're natural realities of their bad choices and bad decisions. Many people venture through life without much thought about God or God's will in their lives. And so it, it, it's, it's a given then. They're going to go in bad directions in their life from time to time. They're going to make bad decisions because they're not guided 
by the truth of God's word. And so bad consequences are going to result from time to time. Now we'll look at some more as we go on, but I want us to look at the scriptural basis for these determinations. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you for loving us. Father, boy, we need to open our eyes. We need to open our hearts. We need to open our ears. We need to come to grips with reality and recognize that you don't, you don't make bad things happen to good people, truly good people. You let things happen at times because we're living in an existence physically in this physical world wherein all kinds of things happen and sometimes even to the innocent without their really being the perpetrator of those bad things happening to them. It's not their fault, but there are other people out there who are making bad choices. And the result of their bad decisions often have effects on other people who are good people. Help us to recognize the reality of life in this world and help us to turn to you for your strength, your guidance, your protection. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear a prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.